Testimony is ongoing at the inquiry into the Trudeau government's use of the Emergencies Act to dismantle a convoy of truckers and other affiliated groups that blockaded downtown Ottawa for a month earlier this year. The first several days of testimony have largely focused on city officials and residents as the commissioner attempts to determine whether the use of the act was justified and how to prevent similar events from happening again. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. Toronto Sun columnist Brian Lilly joins me to discuss how the testimony has revealed a lack of preparedness on the part of city officials, why some are playing the blame game, and when we'll hear from members of the federal government and intelligence agencies. Don't forget you can find us on all your favorite listening platforms, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, or Amazon. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Brian, right now in Ottawa, we are hearing testimony from police, from officials relating to the federal government's use of the Public Emergencies Act. Just to kind of refresh people's memory, why are we having this inquiry right now? The purpose of the inquiry, regardless of what Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his cabinet laid out in in their terms of reference, the purpose is to look into the circumstances that resulted in the Emergency Act being invoked and whether, you know how the government used their powers. Uh, effectively, was it justified? That's the requirement under the law. And it's something that the judge heading it up, Justice uh, Paul Rouleau, alluded to last week. He said, I have two mandates, the one from the government and the one that Parliament gave me. So the one I just described is the one that Parliament gave him. By law, you have to have this inquiry. It is um, to essentially find out, was the use of the Emergencies Act justified? The prime minister put out a bunch of terms of reference, basically saying, OK, Justice Rouleau, go and investigate those bad people and find out why they were there. Um, you know, and so we're getting a, a, a lot of that in the testimony we're hearing. We're not hearing a lot of justification for why the inquiry had to be or why the Emergencies Act had to be used. We're hearing a lot of incompetence on the part of local officials in Ottawa both the the local police force and the municipality. People who haven't lived in Ottawa just think of it as this giant federal uh, apparatus. But I can explain to you that that is not the case. And this was very much a a local issue, not a federal one, in how badly it was handled. Looking back at the the winter, we have convoy roll in, protesting the prime minister, protesting vaccine mandates for truckers, protesting the government in general. There are parts of this movement that want to see the prime minister removed from office. There are, you know, concerns about trucks in the streets, people with fires, threatening behavior, all of that. So we, we have this inquiry here and, and it's looking into whether the act was justified. You know, it's the testimony has been going on for a few days. What, have been kind of the highlights for you so far? For me, the highlights have been that the city of Ottawa was just simply not prepared. Even though they were warned, we found out testimony yesterday from the Ontario Provincial Police that they warned their partners in Ottawa, these guys are coming for the long haul. And yet the intelligence briefings given by the Ottawa Police Service to city officials on how to prepare said they'll be here for one or two days. Remember, the original protest was, you know, all the convoys coming from three different parts of the country, Western Canada, Eastern Canada, and what they called Central. So basically starting in Windsor, Ontario, and going along that 401 corridor up towards Toronto and bringing in Niagara. So those were the three 
sections of the protest coming in, and they'd all arrange to uh, muster at different points and then try and all converge on Parliament Hill on January 29th, I believe, which was a, um, a Saturday. And so the Ottawa police said they'll be here for one or two days, Wednesday, next Wednesday at the latest. <laughs> and of course, any of us who had interviewed any of them, done stories on any of them, on podcasts, on radio shows, on TV uh, newscasts, in newspapers, we had all reported that these folks were saying, we are coming to Ottawa and we are not staying until we get everything we want. Now, that's not how protests generally work. But that's exactly what they said. And the Ottawa Police Service either didn't know that or ignored that. They also ignored, as I said, the OPP, who said they're coming for the long haul. They ignored the fact that the Ottawa Gatineau Hotel Association had informed them that, hey, we got a request for 10,000 rooms for 30 to 90 days. These guys are planning on coming for a long time, and they're serious. You had the mayor of Ottawa yesterday trying to deflect blame. There's a lot of finger pointing and and blame uh, deflection going on. The Ottawa mayor got up and he obviously wanted to protect his political ally, Justin Trudeau, because Jim Watson is a liberal. Justin Trudeau is a liberal. And, and he, one of the first things he said in his testimony is, well, they were coming to Ottawa to protest provincial uh, mask mandates. Uh, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> That's not why they were there at all. So he was either lying, which I think is the case, or incompetent which having known Mayor Watson for 20 years, I don't believe. So, But there is a level of incompetence in their planning and their ability. And you know, they, they were coming to protest the federal government, but th that street in front of Parliament, once you hit the sidewalk, the RCMP is not in charge. The RCMP is in charge up on Parliament Hill. Once you hit the sidewalk, that is the jurisdiction of the Ottawa Police Service. And even if the RCMP eventually do join in, they are under the auspices, the leadership of the Ottawa Police Service. So between the city not planning for this, not blocking streets, the police not planning for it, not blocking streets, allowing the rigs to get onto Parliament Hill in such great numbers that they couldn't be moved. These were all plan uh, failures of intelligence and planning and police operations. And that's being borne out by testimony from police officers inside the Ottawa Police Service now, who said that the now former chief who was voluntold to resign in the middle of all this, that um, he just was not up to the job. Yeah. And I mean, I can recall those incidences during the occupation, as as it came to be called, of, of Ottawa, that there seemed to be chaos in the police service. I mean, we had, I think the chair of the police, the police board was forced out, not to mention the police chief was forced out. And I mean, we're, we're hearing testimony of, you know, the mayor accusing the federal government of non-contribution of, of meaningful resources, adding that people were lied to for days. We have the police, <laughs> as you say, like it seemingly unable to, to deal with or, or be prepared for these people. Like, you know, there, there was one point, if you remember, the Ottawa police kept saying, to the federal government and to the, the, so the Trudeau government in Ottawa and the Ford government here at Queen's Park, they kept saying, we need 1,800 additional officers. Now, you, do, you don't just muster up 1,800 additional cops in minutes, but they did, both governments said the same thing back to the city of Ottawa and to the Ottawa police. Okay, great. 
what are you going to do with them? Are you ready for them? Do you have a place to house them? You know, most of the hotels in downtown were taken up by the protesters, and you probably don't want to be housing these guys right next to the people they're going to police. But do you have a place for them to stay? Do you have a plan? They didn't have a plan for any of this, not the logistics and not the operations. And when the OPP and the RCMP were sent in by the other two levels of government to say, go in and help have an integrated command structure, the Ottawa police fought them. They didn't want to do they, they Their plans didn't uh, exist. And then when they were forced to plan, they were just um, they seemed uh, upset that people were questioning them. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the one thing that, that it raises a question for me is that if Ottawa police in the city of Ottawa were, were unprepared and or didn't plan or were not carrying out their duties as expected, isn't that justification for the Emergencies Act so the feds can come in and deal with it? Like we can we can talk about whether or not it's an overreach, but the fact that there seems to be a lack of preparedness, or at least we're hearing in testimony there was a lack of preparedness, wouldn't then higher orders of government needing to step in be the right call? Based on the legislation, I, I don't think so. You know, can reasonable people have a, an argument, a discussion about that? Yeah, uh, there's a very few reasonable people on this issue. Uh, the you know people who support the Freedom Convoy think the trucks should still be there and, and that Trudeau should be forced out. And the people who oppose the convoy think uh, all the people who support the Freedom Convoy should be jailed, if not worse. So there, there's not a lot of reasonable discussion on this. But that might be one of Trudeau's best arguments is that we had to act because they wouldn't. And, you know, I'm a very staunch critic of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, but I have defended the fact that he didn't send in everything that he was asked for right away because there was no plan. Does he have a role in this? Absolutely. He shouldn't have antagonized people with the name calling. Um, he should have sent in at least a mediator, which the city asked for at one point, but he he didn't even want a professional mediator hired by the federal government to go in to try and resolve the dispute. And, and I think the Emergencies Act was an overreach. But this was not his doing, this disaster of policing that happened. It was the city's disaster. So, you know, did he have to do it? Or, or is that a justification? Absolutely. Does it fit within the legislation? I'm not sure because there is you have to have a legislated justification for this and and it has to be a a national emergency to the uh, security of the country I'm, I'm not sure that this applied yeah and i mean i i wonder and i'm not sure if it's come up yet in testimony you know we had a border blockade in coots alberta that ultimately didn't require the invocation of the emergencies act for officials to deal with it dismantle it has that come up in testimony yet i understand alberta is an intervener in in these hearings in Ottawa, do we get a sense of where where that part of the the discussion is at? Um, it, it's been raised a little bit, just as the um, the bridge blockade in Windsor, Ontario, has been raised. Uh, but you know, Windsor was definitely over before the uh, uh, the Emergencies Act was declared. And uh, I just pulled up the definition and a public order emergency, which is what they invoked, means an emergency that arises from threats to the security of Canada and that is so serious as to be a national emergency. As bad as the protest was in Ottawa, and I, I don't think that meets the definition. And, and as I said, Windsor had been cleared away. Um, the one at Emerson, Manitoba was done away with fairly quickly. 
obviously some concerns about the uh, what, what happened in Coots with that group that glommed on to the protest, the, the ones now facing charges over uh, weapons and other offenses. Obviously, that is, uh, you know, a, a definite concern. But does any of that reach to the state of a national emergency that threatens the security of Canada? That That's going to be hard to argue. But we're not getting a lot of discussion about that at the commission. We're relitigating how this all played out and, and, and discussing, you know, who was to blame. It's a, it's a bit of an odd situation. We'll be right back. Now, as mentioned earlier, we're, we're starting, we're hearing testimony from police. I think before you and I jumped on the phone here to talk about this, there was some testimony from a, a deputy chief. What was going on in, within Ottawa police as the convoy was setting up shop and in the minds of, of many auto, downtown Ottawa residents terrorizing the city? Uh, there was a lot of politicking going on. Um, now former chief slowly was accusing politicians, um, on Parliament Hill and here at Queen's Park of of politicizing the event, but he was politicizing things within his own uh, police service. Uh, He accused Deputy Police, uh, Deputy Chief Patricia Ferguson, I believe is her name, of uh, unethical behavior. That's part of what we were just hearing earlier today. She was one of the the commanders for how to deal with this. Uh, At one point, when they wanted to develop a new plan to go in, she said, okay, this is how we'll do it. And because it included negotiating at some level with the organizers, slowly said no, uh, because he said, we're not going to negotiate with any of these people. And, and she tried to point out to him that across the country, the first step is always that you attempt to negotiate to de-escalate, to negotiate an end. And if that does not work, then you move up in steps. And he he was there was just an outright refusal to do that. Where do things go from here in this? Like I, I get the sense, you know, as you mentioned off the top, that that the prime minister's terms of reference talked about, you know, addressing the the ills of the movement and the effect that they had on people's lives in Ottawa, whereas the judge is looking at whether there was justification for invoking the Emergencies Act to begin with. What's next in terms of testimony? Who do we still have to hear from? And and when can we expect that there may be a report or analysis of what actually transpired? Well, the report is supposed to be delivered within 360, not 365, oddly enough, 360 days of the um, invocation of the act. I'm, I'm not sure why the difference. Uh, right now, we're going to be hearing from an awful lot of police officers over the next several days. Uh, we've still got to hear from Steve Bell who was another deputy chief at the time, took over from Peter Slowly when he was forced out as Ottawa uh, chief. We're going to hear from a number of um, senior members of the uh, Ottawa force. We're going to hear from Slowly himself, members of the OPP and the RCMP. Then we're going to start hearing from the organizers themselves. Pat Kane is up, uh, Benjamin Dichter, Tom Morazzo, Chris uh, Barber, Tamara Litch. Then... You know, eventually we will get into the RCMP commissioner, the head of CSIS, and eventually a good chunk of the the prime minister's cabinet is on the witness list, including the prime minister himself, uh, Bill Blair, who's the emergency preparedness minister, Marco Mendicino, the 
uh, the public safety minister, and, and several others. So will we get clear details from them, or is it going to be more placing the blame and trying to muddy the waters? I'm not sure. I mean, there's each witness is questioned by a number of lawyers, some for the government, some for the commission, uh, some for the, the convoy organizers, some representing various uh, police interests. And, and of course, Alberta and Saskatchewan, sometimes uh, their lawyers step in as well. And they all have competing agendas and they're all trying to get different information. So how much information we're going to get. Maybe we'll get information overload, but not get to the central question. And that's my fear. Uh, but the the report would have to be early February uh, that uh, Justice Rouleau should deliver it. But he, he may ask for an extension um, because there have been several delays in getting this thing started. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the central questions around the justification for invoking the Emergencies Act is the idea that there was potentially a larger threat at play from the convoy group or elements within the convoy group with, with people like CSIS or, or cabinet or the RCMP set to testify. Could we see this kind of move from a blame game between like Ottawa city, the mayor's office, police, blaming the Ford government, all of these things. Could we see that shift into getting to some of the, the meat of of the arguments behind invoking the Emergencies Act? Um, perhaps, but we'll also see uh, different intelligence reports. Yesterday, the um, intelligence uh, officer for the Ontario Provincial Police testified that they saw no evidence that the Freedom Convoy posed a direct threat to national security. I'm sure other police services will say different things. I'll be interested to hear what CSIS has to say, less so Brenda Lucky from the RCMP, because I think she has shown herself to be an incredibly politicized police chief. And I don't think she will say much of anything that would embarrass Justin Trudeau. We saw that with you know how she reacted to the, the mass shooting in Nova Scotia. Uh, and the testimony that came out at that inquiry, I don't expect that she's going to say much that, uh, you know, if, if there was no justification in the eyes of the RCMP, I think she will find some, despite what the RCMP documents may say. But David Viano, who's the head of CSIS, I'll be very interested to hear what he has to say. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for now. I know many Canadians following this story will continue to follow it as well. Brian, thanks for your time. Thank you. 103 is produced by Tyler Dawson, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Brian Lilly. More from him at torontosun.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Music